Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 18th chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. Jesus said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city, there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, grant me justice against my opponent. For a while, the judge refused. But later he said to himself, though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to God's own elect who are crying out day and night? Will God delay long in helping them? I tell you, God will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? <coughs> the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. And Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not lose heart. Pray always, don't lose heart. I'm not sure which part of that sentence is going better for me these days, because most of the time my prayers sound a lot like author Anne Lamott's, either Dear God, Thank You, Thank You, Thank You, or Dear God, Help Me, Help Me, Help Me. And my heart feels as if it might be a little lost, maybe even most of the time. I spent a lot of time thinking about this parable, prayer, and justice, and persistence, and heart this week. This parable was in my head as I walked my son to his temporary care because kindergarten was canceled this, uh, these last two days due to the district-wide strike of the Chicago Teachers Union. We made our way through crowds of teachers dressed in red, beating drums and waving signs that they are on strike because justice has too long been nearly promised in our schools. Throughout the city, but particularly in low-income communities and communities of color, students cannot see a nurse if they get sick at school. There's no psychologist or social worker if they're victims of trauma, and there's not even a librarian. I saw teachers calling out for classrooms that are not taught at a ratio of 40 to 1, and that systems like restorative justice would become the norm in schools throughout our city. Teachers, families, and allies throughout the city have walked and chanted have bargained and believed, reminding us that there is no such thing as other people's children. When kids are going to school with stories of trauma and no one is there to tell them that they deserve to be safe, or they are without access to medical care or without a teacher who can do more than try to manage a class of 40 kindergartners, we pray and we demand and we stand up for something better for our city. As I walked down the sidewalk, I thought, maybe this is what it means to pray and not lose heart. The book of Jeremiah, where we take our first reading for today, 
actually often sounds like a book entirely about losing heart. The prophet Jeremiah is not a particularly hopeful person. In Jeremiah, God comes to the people to talk pretty frankly about things, how things have been going. Since God has taken the people out of the land of Egypt, the people have broken the covenant. They haven't remained faithful to God. They've worshipped other gods, they've ignored the promises of their God, and they've tried to go it on their own. The covenant has been broken not by God, but by the people who have abandoned the promise. We might imagine that justice for abandon, abandoning the covenant would be punishment. When we break promises in our own lives, we often suffer consequences. When we don't follow up on our end of bargains, we are often punished. But in our reading from Jeremiah, God reveals to us a different kind of system. Because instead of punishing people for this broken covenant, God is doing something entirely different. God is going to write the law on their hearts, and God is going to remember their sins no more. Our God is a forgetful God, one who will forget our broken ways and who will open our hearts and write something new on them, not punishment, but divine and everlasting forgiveness. And the law that God has written on our hearts is not a set of rules. The law written on our hearts is the Hebrew word Torah, not a list of rules, but more a knowledge of God. It's less rules and more instruction. God has broken us open, taken our messed up and broken hearts, and has written upon them a knowledge of God that cannot be erased. Forgetting our sinfulness, God writes God's self right into our hearts. Instead of continuing to live in broken relationship, our forgetful God writes within us a brand new relationship. A relationship that cannot be erased and that lives within us the same way our hearts do. When we lose heart, all we have to do is turn inward because written on our hearts is the knowledge of our God. That's God's promise. As we turn to our gospel, we encounter a parable many of us have most likely heard before, often called the parable of the persistent widow and the unjust judge. It seems pretty simple from the outset. A widow comes to a judge, begging him to grant her justice against her opponent. For those hearing this text, any time we encounter a widow, it is often a story about how God calls us to care for the most vulnerable in our communities. You might remember the widow who put her last two coins in the church treasury, or the widow who gives the last of what she has to the prophet Elijah. In this story, we have a widow who is calling out for justice, but unfortunately, her plight is before a judge who neither fears God nor respects anyone. He's oddly self-aware about the fact he doesn't fear God or respect anyone else, which might make one wonder why he wants to be a judge in the first place. <laughs> but regardless, he starts to get annoyed with this widow who keeps coming to his door and begging him to do his job. She's so persistent in asking that he hear her case and grant her justice that finally 
for no reason related to actual justice. He simply grants her request because he wants her to stop bothering him. Pray always and do not lose heart. For the community hearing this story from Luke, their hearts were likely about as lost as they could be, and their courage was about as small as it had ever been. When this story was finally written down and shared in early communities of faith, Rome was more powerful, not less. The Roman occupation still kept people under the thumb of rulers who did not care about justice for them or their families. Jesus had gone from the earth and everyone expected this to be just a short jaunt up to his eternal home and he'd be right back and so they were waiting and they were losing hope. Remaining hopeful when every knock on every door is met with injustice and silence is no easy work. We get disappointed, we get tired, and we want to stop trying. Unlike this widow who refused to stop showing up, we can get lost in systems that confuse us and confound us. We can keep asking for justice only to be told we've come to the wrong office, or we've <coughs> called the wrong line, or we've neglected to ask in the right way. And all so often, as we read this text, we imagine ourselves as this widow, coming to God and remembering that we have to keep knocking on the door, keep asking God to flood this earth with justice, because that is what God has promised to do. We know, as Jesus tells us in this text, that God is not a God of injustice. This one who writes the very knowledge of God on our hearts is as close to us as every breath and is the very heart of justice. God wants good things for God's children. God grants them justice speedily because that is what God is all about. When God's children cry out to God, God hears their cries because that is what God is all about. When God's children come knocking, God opens the door because that is what God is all about. But perhaps the word for us in this time and on this day from this parable is not that we are the widow and that God is the just judge but that God is the widow. God is the widow coming alongside us every time we show up on the street and demand nurses and social workers for kids in our city. God is the widow who stands with us in the street as we chant that Black Lives Matter and that justice delayed is justice denied. God is the widow who knocks on the door with us as we cry out for justice for trans folks who have been murdered, for living as the people God has created them to be. God is the widow knocking on the door alongside us every single time that we feel our hearts breaking within us as we see pictures of children kept in cages because their parents have the audacity to carry them over in a visible border because they want their babies to live. God is the widow who is demanding justice when the world deals in the powers of injustice. God is the widow who does not cease, does not stop, does not take a day off or a night away because God's very heart is love and justice and goodness. 
Yes, we need to be reminded to pray and to not lose heart. We get tired. Our pleas fall on closed hearts and ears that refuse to listen. We get redirected or told we are too loud or too angry. We get frustrated and we break. We show up at protests and it's hard to carry our signs and chant our chants anymore. And so this parable is a reminder to us that it isn't something that is lacking within us that we need to get right. We aren't weak because we feel the work of doing justice in our communities is hard. We don't lack faith because we lose heart sometimes. God's promises to us are written on our hearts. And our God, as persistent as a widow crying out in the street, will stand with us as we cry, excuse me, will stand with us as we cry out to every unjust judge and to every unjust system. Our God will join God's voice with ours as we confront powers that do not fear God and respect no one. Our God will link arms with ours as we call for a world that is better and holier and full of more goodness and more peace. Our God doesn't just know the cry for justice. Our God demands it alongside us. Amen and thanks be to God.